What's up? Welcome back to the Weekend Review Podcast. It is Saturday this time, so should be going out on time today. <clears throat> How's your weekend going? You got anything planned for the 4th of July? I don't got shit going on, to be honest. My parents probably aren't doing anything. I was going to say black-eyed peas and cabbage, but that's New Year's, isn't it? <laughs> Um, nah, I don't know anything going on. I don't have any plans. I might roll a fatty and sit out on my porch, listen to fireworks, but other than that, I got nothing. My family was never big into that. I mean, sometimes they go to fireworks shows, but I'm not super into that shit. For me, like, fireworks and beaches, once you've seen one, you've seen them all, you know? But that's just my opinion. I mean, sometimes it is cool. I think it's more cool when you're setting them off. Even if they're smaller and not as big or grand, I think it's, you know, the fact that I did that is kind of cool. But yeah, so I don't have anything going on. Today, or just now, I finished cleaning my room. I got two plastic Walmart bags worth of water bottles off my floor and all the trash that I had. And got all my laundry ready to to take to my parents' house tomorrow. I've been waiting way too long. I'm going, I think I have one pair under, of clean underwear left. I mean, I, I won't re-wear underwear. That's disgusting, but I have it planned out accordingly. But yeah, that's my 4th of July plans. Go home and wash underwear. Let me drink some water real quick. Ugh. <sighs> Yeah, I took the trash out too, because it needed, it was sitting on the side. Um, before I get any further, I want to say big thank you to whoever is listening in Hesse, Germany. I hope I'm saying that right, but if I'm looking at my podcast demographic, you're a solid 2% of my listeners. So that means they're consistently listening, I think. I don't know, I'm not going to pretend to know how the fuck it actually works, but big thank you it's it's really cool to think that people not in the u.s are listening to this that's kind of awesome and maybe you're getting cool songs from this and showing it to your friends and now you're the cool um person that's putting people on or maybe you're making fun of me because i'm stupid and like you know not to be that guy but the common um international stereotype which i don't think is true but it's in movies and tv so it's shoved down our throats and it is what it is i guess but i was looking at pictures of of what i think is their state i don't want to claim to know shit i don't know but i was looking at pictures and it looks really cool and it said it that it's known for its um forests and Wiesbaden, W I or wait, they pronounce W's like V, so Wiesbaden, W I E S B A D E N, a Roman spa town, and now the state's capital city. It looks pretty cool. I mean, I've never really considered going anywhere internationally except Tokyo or Japan because I'm a fucking weeb. But looking at this shit. It kind of makes it makes me want to start thinking about going somewhere else because it's kind of cool, 
and I can only imagine, man, see, the, the thing I really care about, like, taking all of the anime influences and just wanting to see all that out of it, what I'd really care about going to travel somewhere is what I'm eating. Food is a big thing to me. Whenever I was in Chicago, I missed Mexican food so much because there was... I went to Pilsen and I got Mexican food there because it was like a Latin community up there. But it still couldn't even touch food from down here. I mean, Ojeras or El Atarón or Mario Bros tacos. Oh my goodness. I'm spoiled living down here. But I, I didn't even realize it until I left. But yeah, so if there's good food there, then maybe. That, that would definitely be a Google search I'd do before I go anywhere. Like, what name of the place? Food. And then look at the images and judge based off that more than anything else. But yeah, thank you for listening. That's um, really cool. And I hope you're enjoying. Um, anyway, songs of the week today, or for this week. Moonlight on the River by Mac DeMarco. Um, I really like the drum sounds and the guitar on this and his smooth voice. And I like how it gets really trippy at the end. Like, I don't know how to explain it. You just got to listen to it. But one thing I would compare it to is Jimi Hendrix um, playing the national anthem. Now, keep in mind, I've only heard it once and it was like in English class a couple um, years ago. But the way he kind of just freestyled it and w did whatever he felt like, I feel like that's what Mac was doing with the uh, end of this song, how it kind of just fades into everything going on. Um, so that's a really good one. And then Laundry by Rap Ferreira, or Ferreira, I don't know how to pronounce it, honestly. R-A-P-F-E-R-R. Uh, E-I-R-A. Um, he makes talking about basic shit, doing laundry, really nice to listen to. Uh, I like the rough, almost wrong sounding keys in the background, like the sample that he used. Uh, I don't, I, I really like how it sounds. Like it's, the keys sound like they're wrong, but obviously they're not because he put them in there. And I, I don't know. I like how it adds to the mixing. It makes the one big picture. Um, I really like the how everything sounds rough. And I like the production choices, how it keeps changing throughout. Uh, good use of silence. I mean, he's clearly not worried about following a structure. And I really like that originality. Um, so yeah, go listen to that. Laundry and Moonlight on the River. Now... I'm not going to lie, today I was really bored, and I sat down and tried to make a website. I, I really, I worked up all that courage and confidence, and I'm going to do this energy of the last time that I sat down and tried to learn how to produce beats, and uh, I tried using WordPress for like 10 or 15 minutes, and it just wasn't easy to do what I wanted. I had the image of what I wanted it to look like in my mind. And then I even looked at Bill Burr's podcast website for inspiration, but it just wasn't happening. The website maker was 
bad. Or maybe I was maybe it was user error. I don't want to claim that I know shit about anything. But yeah, I gave up on that. So, I did make an email though. So, if you want to ask me questions or talk shit, um week in review podcast at gmail.com is the email the official podcast email for right now once again that is week in review podcast w e a k i n r e v i e w p o d c a s t at gmail.com i'm not spelling gmail so yeah send me stuff please don't don't make it like don't make it like if you make a tinder and then no one likes your shit don't make it like that or like if you post on Instagram and no one swipes up on your shit don't make it like that send me some emails um oh when was this when was this this was Thursday I think we went to Kura and when we pulled up it's always kind of busy out there in Carrollton because it's a really nice place. And so we were parking kind of, I was parking in the back. I was driving. We squeezed four people into our, my Mustang, which whatever. But I was parking and I was reversing like I do. And I got kind of close to this truck behind me. And Aiden said, dude, you're kind of on his ass. So I pulled out and like parked somewhere else. But as I was walking... I'm not even going to lie. I thought I saw like a line across the back of the truck, like as if I had rubbed up against it or something, because obviously I was slowly backing in parking, so I wasn't going to dent anything, but I don't know. I just kept walking because, you know, all those cars, who's going to know? So I just kept walking and um, we, we ate at Kuro, like I said, revolving sushi bar. It was really good. We all, I mean, I was full. I assume everybody else was full. We ordered a lot of sushi. The, um, if, you, if you're thinking about going there, the umami beef is good. The beef with yakiniku is good. I mean, yeah, those two are good. There's a salmon one with abarai cream cheese. That one's really good. I mean, it's... It's $3 a plate, and they come with at least two or three pieces of sushi. So it's pretty cool to find out. It's pretty cool to... Let me collect my thoughts. I'm sorry. It's a pretty cool way to find out what you like and don't like. I mean, Rahelio doesn't really like seafood in general, but he was trying some sushi, and he was like, oh, yeah, this is actually pretty good. So... If you're new to sushi, it's kind of cool. But also, if you know what you like, it's awesome because you can just pull right off the thing. And if you want to see for me, I wanted to know specifically what things tasted like. So I got like a tuna, a salmon, um, yellowfin, all of the same kind of roll and tried them. So I'd know what it tasted like and I'd know the difference for finally for certain because so many rolls have both in them or I just wasn't paying attention. So there's no way to know, but. This is a good way to find out. So if you're thinking about that, uh, Kura Revolving Sushi Bar. Apparently they're everywhere because we went with Adrian one time, my friend from California, and he said there are um, bars, I didn't want to say ones or, or restaurants, but I guess bars in um, California too. So I guess they're all over. So yeah, think about checking one of those out. But anyway, we ate there 
And as we were leaving, Aiden and his girlfriend, Victoria, they went to... I think Aiden had to take a piss, to be honest. Uh, but they walked off, and so me it was just me and Rahelio walking back to my car. And all of a sudden, this dude was like, hey! And, like, gets my attention from behind. And so immediately, I'm like, oh, shit, I did hit that dude. I did leave a, leave a dent in his car, leave it in his truck. And so I'm turn, and I turn around, and he's like, hey, man, I really like your hat. And I was like, thanks, dude. And he fist bumped me. And I was like, have a good one, because that's kind of just my thing I say to people. Because of restaurant work and re- retail. I didn't work in retail. Restaurant work and just manners in general, I guess. Um, but I turned around and said to Rahelia, what hat am I wearing? Because <laughs> I just, once I put it on there, I forget. But it was my orange don't trip hat, which it, Mac Miller wore in his um, Tiny Desk concert. Which is the reason I bought it. So that was really cool. That made me feel happy inside that someone noticed that. Yeah. Um, the next day, on my way to work, I was pulling up, about to get onto 75, and there was a homeless dude outside, which I, outside my car, which I normally ignore, and uh, he started to say something to me, which I thought he was going to ask for some shit, but he asked me about my car, and so I was talking to him, and he was like, yeah, I always like the color red, and I'm like, me too, and then the light changed, so I had to drive off, I was like, have a good one, and... Because, you know, that's my thing that I say to people because of my time in restaurants and not retail. Um, But, yeah, I drove off. And then at the end of the day, I was coming home and he was still there. So I was like, huh. And I just felt like I should do something. So I went to McDonald's and got him a quarter pounder and a Big Mac and brought it back to him. And that made me feel pretty good inside. But I really... The thing that stuck out to me was that he didn't ask me for shit. I I really dislike that in somebody. Like I don't like people that beg for stuff. I don't. Anyway, that that really struck me, and he was nice and had an impact. And I thought about him through my day. And when I saw him when I got back, I paid it back, I guess. Yeah. Um. I walked with Aiden the other day, or we went on a walk, and I brought up something that I've been thinking about recently. It's kind of, I don't know if I'm making a bigger deal out of it than it is, but recently I've been thinking that I should be taking more pictures, and I know my mom's listening to this right now, and she's thinking, "Uh uh-huh, I told you so, all of that, right, okay, go ahead. And I'm waiting for the text right now. It's going to pop up tomorrow or the next day or whenever she gets to it. But, yeah, I've been thinking that I should take more pictures because um, my grandpa that passed away when I was 10 that was really important to me and everything, I only have one picture of us that's just us standing together. And I was, like, in second grade at my graduation or something. But I don't have anything else. And if I'm being completely honest at this point, I can't really remember what he sounds like. I have a hard time remembering what he, what his personality was like. I know what he looks like. I've got that picture. And he didn't change much. He was already old. Once you get past a certain age, you just look like you're going to look. Unless you lose a limb or some shit. But no, he. I don't, 
I remember he was important to me, and I remember that whatever I wanted, he would make happen, which is awesome. And I definitely took him for granted. I'm sure of that, just knowing me. But nah. Um, and my other grandpa is getting up there in age, and I've been thinking. I don't have pictures with him probably at all, unless I was four or five, which is a huge gap. And I don't know how to bring it up to him, though. He's kind of one of those crabby old dudes. He'd be like, what? What do you mean, take a picture? So I don't know. And also, like I said, I don't know if I'm making a bigger deal out of this than it is, but I don't want to feel this feeling again if I can avoid it. I might ask mom about Paul. I just, I remember he was funny, and I remember he would always comment about women inappropriately, even when I was a young kid, and that probably rubbed off on me, not not back then, but some now it probably has some effect on me that I don't even, I can't connect quite, but I'm sure it did something. <laughs> Two or three days this week, I didn't have hot water, and that sucks, let me tell you. Cold showers are not it. There's a reason that we invented water heaters and boilers. But every day we didn't have hot water, I called my apartment. Because, I mean, something's like a dishwasher, I can wait on that. But I need to be able to take a shower. I go to work. I, I do stuff. I don't want to be stinky. But I had I ended up having to go to my parents' house to take a shower. Um, but anyway, I call them every day to come fix it or go check the boilers or whatever. And they were, I don't know if I've ranted about this before because I know I've meant to, but like I've said in, in the past, I leave stuff off sometimes, but they've been, they sent me emails saying that they had repaired it and asking me to review my experience with them. And if I would suggest it to a friend, they sent me all those emails before they even fixed the fucking problem. That made me so upset. I went in my bathroom and turned the turned the water on after getting those emails. Oh. Surely that's fireworks. Idiot. I'm the idiot, not him, for thinking that. Yeah, surely that's fireworks. But I was anticipating, hey, I'm going to get to take a shower. And I turned it on and nothing. 80 degree water, which is not shower worthy. So I called them again, and eventually they did fix it, and it's back, but they've sent me at least three more emails asking me to review their service and give them a big fucking thumbs up and a pat on the back for fixing their fucked up water heaters. I mean, am I being, am I being a dick here? I shouldn't pat them on the back for fixing their stuff that they're sp supposed to maintain, right? Whatever. Um... Thursday, me, Skylar, Trey, and Julian all hung out, and we all played Yu-Gi-Oh! and stuff, and it was really awesome, because two or three months ago, I was the only person I knew other than William, he doesn't count, other than William that plays Yu-Gi-Oh!, and now we had four people all in the same room talking about it, and doing it, and watching it, and um, Skylar just got into it, like, last week. And he brought his deck, and he brought all of his cards, which is like a whole shoebox full. And while him and Trey were dueling, I went through every one of those cards and picked out 
about six or seven that I wanted to trade him for, and I ended up getting two of them because he didn't want to trade anything, but he didn't really care if I took the cards because I, I put them right into my zombie deck, so it's not like they're going to waste or anything. Um, Julian came over too. He had a lot of fake cards that he was showing us and we were laughing at, and then he made a deck right there that was actually... Um, I don't remember if he won or not, but he put up a fight against Skylar's deck. Skylar's deck was complete bullshit he had a dark magician deck that i mean really what it was is my deck wasn't equipped to handle his because i only have one card that'll get rid of a trap card and he had a trap card he could pull out that lets him constantly special summon a dark magician every time i kill it so even if i take it out one turn he just brings it right back out the next and but the downside of this trap card is, if you destroy the trap card, all of his monsters are destroyed. But, like I said, I only have one card that destroys trap cards in, like, 40 cards. So, yeah, I was kind of fucked. And Trey was the same way. So, we were just talking shit about Skylar's deck the whole time. We were like, man, this is some bullshit. Like, you would have this overpowered-ass stuff. Just, just riding his ass, giving him a hard time, right? And then, so while me and Trey were dueling, and me and Julie, or Julian and Trey, or, no, yeah, me and Trey were dueling, uh, Skylar built a new deck, which was just as broken as the old one, but it took a little longer for him to win, so we were contented. <laughs> but I was surprised, I didn't expect him to be that good at it, especially, like, right now, but he has been playing Duel Links, which I said has, um... Helps you get into the mindset of dueling and just know how everything works and get a good idea of what cards are out there and what you can encounter, what you need to be ready to uh, deal with. Everybody that doesn't care about Yu-Gi-Oh, uh, sorry about that, but this is my podcast and I guess I'm going to talk about what I want to talk about. Not I guess, I am going to. But yeah, it was really nice, and it was cool to see all of them, because the last time that we were all together was probably at one of the percussion parties, and I can't, I mean, it's been a long time since a good percussion party. <laughs> uh, it's it's kind of sucks, because we all used to be really close, or at least I tried to keep everybody close. Keep the family closer, much closer. Um, But yeah, over time, you know life happens it was really good to see them though and we got food where what did we eat oh we went back to zz ramen the place i talked about last week where the waitress did that chopstick bullshit and everything was fine i mean we sat down and then five minutes later she walked in and she served us and everything was good so i tipped her because that's what happens i mean good service is it gets you a tip but if you say shit, you don't get a tip. But she didn't say shit, so I tipped her. I didn't hold a grudge, because there's no fucking reason to. Um, but yeah, that was that day. And um, I went home after that. Uh, just stopped by. And then on my way back, I went to my parents' house. I'm sorry. I still... There's no distinction for me. Home is both places. But yeah, on my way back... It started raining and storming, and it was so bad. Like, I literally could not see. It was really dark, too. And 
I was kind of scared, honestly. I was just in the left lane going 50, just hoping no one would get in my way. And then I made it home eventually. It took longer. I got inside, and it sounded like cranes were outside dropping metal shipping containers. Like, that's how loud the thunder was. And I, I was playing a ranked game, and I was kind of scared that my internet was going to go out, and I was going to force a loss. But luckily it didn't. I still lost anyways, but at least I got to put up a fight, you know? Nah, I probably won one. I don't remember. I uh, went to Moving Trading Co. yesterday because they, they were having the Independence Day sale. And I bought some I bought some bangers. I bought Purple Rain uh, by Prince, which I haven't listened to yet. I bought Are You Experienced by Jimi Hendrix, which I listened to today. It was really good. I really liked the guitar, and um, I didn't expect the drums to be as good as they were. I, honestly, it's called the Jimi Hendrix Experience, so I figured it w he would be the main star, which, I mean, he definitely is, but the drums were really good, too. I'm definitely going to listen back through them and uh, probably play to them, probably. We'll see. And I bought a Merle Travis... Merle Travis? Merle Haggard single because it was a buy two get one free sale. But uh, man, when I pulled out the record player, it's Rahelio's record player that I've been borrowing ever. Well, I, it's just stayed in my room, but I haven't used it in a month or two. But I pulled it out and I opened it up, and the Q arm lift lever was broken. And I was so pissed at at myself, kind of, but just at the world because it wasn't broken the last time I looked at it and of course the first time I open it in like two weeks or three weeks I open it in front of Rahelio and it's broken and I, I tried to fix it but I couldn't I couldn't I undoed the screws but I couldn't pull up the box because I felt like it was going to ruin the edges you, you don't know what I'm talking about unless you can see it but I tried calling the the company because it said if something breaks call them because i was going to ask them how to open it i don't know if they'll answer me they might just say well you can send it here to repair it and well i don't know i'll probably just buy him a new one and keep that one at that point if he's tripping it doesn't affect the functionality of it at all but obviously i feel like a big dickhead because not mine and i broke it So yeah, that sucked. Today, me and Aiden skated for the first time in a while. And it felt really good to be on the board. And just go, you know? Just stand and be moving. I don't know. It's a cool feeling. But the park was pretty busy. And it smelled like chlorine. So that's how I knew summertime had arrived. But I was going down this trail that we normally go down. And there's a kid in the middle, and I could see him a ways down, and I was ready to go around him. So I saw him in the middle, and I went to the right side. And then as I came up to him, the little fucking dumbass went in front of me and just stood still and froze up like a deer in the fucking headlights. So I had to turn my board to the side and jump off so the board would go one way, and I went the other. And this little fucking dumbass still hasn't moved. And so I pick up my board and keep going behind him. I didn't get, I mean, there's no reason to get mad. It was just like, really? Really? 
I, if anyone else, not anyone else, but if someone wasn't paying attention, you would have just gotten fucking ran over. And I could have been watching them do that and laughed, but nah. <sighs> I don't know. We got a lot of music to talk about this week. First, first up, I'm going to talk about KS2, which now I'm realizing I don't know what it stands for, but it's my friend that I used to work with named Cash. He, or his rap name is Johnny Cash, J-A-U-N-I-E-K-A-S-H. Yeah, they're popping out fireworks now. They're like two hours early. I really don't get it. You're early! Fucking asshats. Um. Oh, but he sent he said this to his post to, on Instagram to me and asked me to like and comment. So I liked it, but I didn't want to comment until I... Because I wanted to listen to it. I didn't want to comment until I had gone through it, but... Um, I really like the production all the way through. Um, Shmoney Freestyle had a nice beat drop instrumental uh i like this i like his tag that he uses just on every song and um so there were some nice bars in the freestyle he got me la- laughing and then at the end i heard that laugh and i was like yep that's cash <laughs> it just it just takes me back kind of i don't know um i don't know how to this probably stands for something. I G U O D A L A. I kept just trying to pronounce it as one word, but I don't know. But it was a good song. It's the second one. Um, he said, First off, fuck a hatin' and they bitch. Always say they got that glizzy. Only see it in they picks and kept going. But that was a good one. Um, in the game. Someone else that we used to work with that was really good friends with Cash, uh, his name was Trey. He hopped on this one, and man, he went in. I, it really made me miss him, but at the same time, like I was happy to hear him come through. He said, uh, or this was the second part of his bar. He said, switch up my rhyme, now I'm destined for greatness. When I get done, put my name in the pavement. It's only one me, who the fucking replacement? Nobody, I'm making a statement. And then... Um, Cash on that one had a really nice flow switch. Uh, I like the production on that one, the, how the beat crept back up after verses. Um, the chorus was really good on this one. I pop a bean, then I boot it up. I'm in the game, you ain't suiting up. This on the gang and we scooting up. No fist fights, bitch, we shooting up. I hope I read that in the right cadence. I felt felt like I didn't, but that those are the um, those are the right lyrics. On uh, Don't Ask, it starts off with the this guy, Mac Deuce, who I don't know, but I'm not going to lie. He kind of sounded like a Blueface clone at the beginning, and it doesn't help that he said a Blueface bar. He said he's going to put it in a, put it in a face, you know, um, but the rest of his verse was good, so he kind of brought it back. I really like the instrumental on this, the chill keys, and uh, Cash came through with a nice verse, and then Kodak Boppin' is just a nice chill song to vibe to. But all in all, this shit was pretty good. Like, I better than I expected. Whenever you listen to, like, someone that you know, you hear they make music or anything, really, you're kind of skeptical at first. But I was really pleasantly surprised listening through this. And I look forward to listening through 
whatever he puts out in the future. Um, maybe I'd be able to get him on the podcast for an interview. That'd be pretty cool. I mean, I know him, and he, he I'm sure he don't stay that far unless he moved back to Odessa. Uh, but yeah, that'd be pretty dope. And I haven't seen him in a minute, so that'd be a cool excuse to do that. But I might hit him up. We'll see. We'll see. Um, next, going to be talking about Double O. Um, I talked about this dude briefly last week, I think. But, uh, well, really, because I didn't know how to pronounce his name. But on here, he said it a few times. It's um, Sadie, but it's pronounced C. Or, I mean, it's spelled C-E with a, like, uh, accent over it. D-E. So, this one, um, he's really good at going for a lot of different vibes and sounds. And he really accomplishes that in the production and the style of, like, just his cadence and flow and how he uses his voice. Um, like... Double O Heat has a nice halftime flow. I like the synths in the back. Monsters has a really nice sample as the instrumental. And it's just kind of focused on his bars. Um, I am not human. I was born a beast. It's funny. You got to stay hungry if you want to eat. I'm a healthy kid. I've been eating beets. I be telling the truth, spitting through the teeth. And then um, Young Sadie, remember the name. I got the next 10. Finna run the whole thing. Uh, was the bar they ended on kind of nice um, overtime has really nice hats and symbols and the rim knocks i really like the production on that one it kind of set the whole had the set the whole mood for the song like i immediately knew what he was going for bro i hope that's not too loud like dang that's fucking ridiculous the two hours early it's 10 22 isn't it <laughs> They're just waiting for dark, I guess, but um Bird's Eye View, man, this one This one really hurt me. I'm not gonna lie. This is what I was gonna talk about the at the beginning. This whole song, like I was really feeling it. Nice beat drop. There's a dope ice cube reference. Uh I like the production. And the, every bit of the song was good, but then the last two bars just the rhyme was off a little bit and it threw the whole song for me and if i had to make one criticism that that would be it i mean all these songs are good and i really fuck with all the like variety that's what i like so much about this like every song had a different feel to it um but every now and then there would just be a miss on a bar and that, that shit happens. I mean, especially with, like, new artists, but... Um, Quarantine was a fucking vibe. I like the production on that one. My Way, My Way Freestyle, uh, I like the instrumental on that one. It was really chill. Up Now it was about the people that fucked him over back then, and now he's up regardless. Good bars and production on that one. Trauma was good. I like the breakdown at the end, the beat breakdown. Um, mind freestyle. I really like the organ in the back, kind of like a Dracula movie. The the freestyle was kind of repetitive, but good. Some freestyles are like that, you know how. And then, um, haha, that was probably my favorite instrumental. Um, have really nice production choices, breaks, 
like the verse has everything kind of chill out and then the next part has everything come back in i really like stuff like that where there's variance in the in the background i don't know um but yeah this was really good overall uh i was talking to him on twitter and might get him for an interview we'll see i really look forward to hearing new stuff from him though i mean people like artists like this are my favorite to watch out for especially when you catch them early because artist when i say artists like this i mean artists that are reaching for different sounds and going for it and successfully like setting different moods and shit all on one um album what i'm trying to say is like avoiding becoming the baby or don tolliver i mean i can't i can't listen to them anymore i really can't they've taken all their shit out of my like songs because every song sounds the same bro that new the baby song by the way that fucking colonial shit man what a fucking joke but nah, I definitely am looking forward to hearing more new shit from Sadie. Uh, bro, that's pissing me off. Whatever, I'm gonna have to deal with it. Um, but yeah, I saw it, and I saw him tweeting about Vinny the Butcher. So I think we'd have some cool stuff to talk about. I think it would go pretty well. Also, I think he's from Houston because he said H-Town. I think he said in H a few times. I could be wrong. I'll ask, I guess. But yeah, go check that out. Double O by Sadie. Um, if I was going to give... Any, damn. If I was going to give any tracks to listen to... Uh, like I said, every track was pretty good. Um quarantine overtime and haha and then monsters because monsters just a different uh field than all the other ones and then last but most definitely a hundred percent not least is book of ryan by royce the five nine this one was really great writing beyond the music and i wrote this in all caps on my my podcast pay, uh, doc, but please, please, please listen to the skits. Please pay attention to the skits. And I'm only saying this because I'm one of those people. I don't normally fuck with skits. I was, I mean, when I'm going through an album, I won't skip the skits, but I'll kind of tune out. And that's only because back in the day, I would listen to Eminem's, um, either Marshall Mathers or Slim Shady LP, the one where he has Ken Kniff skit. And it's just him, like, all you hear is someone getting their dick sucked. And because of that, I've just started tuning out skits. Even though I can do the, um, like, the Steve Berman skit, I can say that from memory still because it's funny. Uh, he's talking about, Records shove up my ass. Do you know how it feels to be told to, have a, to shove a record up your ass? <laughs> That's just funny. I, I like, anyway. Please listen to the skits. They're theatrical, and the way he he's such a good storyteller, I can see each one play out in my mind. And I'm going to take a drink of water. One thing he does to set the mood for all these flashbacks, because that's what most of the skits are. They're flashbacks or 
um, present day, then flashes back. But one thing he does is he puts um, similar piano music in the back to kind of set that mood. And that really reminded me of when I was in um, the one-act play for, was that June? No, that was senior year for high school. It was called Unexpected Tenderness. And man, I had to do some horrible stuff in that. I had to pretend to rape a girl. But we're not going to talk about that right now. If you want to look it up, it's Unexpected Tenderness. If you care about the plot, synopsis, all that. But one thing we did is every time uh, a scene would open up, we would play the same piano music. Or whenever something bad would happen, we would play some dark piano music. And we would use lights um, to help the audience associate a feeling with a scene. Um, And he does the same thing here which is kind of cool to see um, someone professional do something I learned in high school, uh, just relate it, you know. But the theme for this album really draws you in. I'm not going to spoil too much, but uh, essentially his son is writing a report about someone he looks up to, and he wants to write it on Royce, his, his dad, but he says, I don't know you, so... This album is them or him telling his past to his son. And on one song, uh, let me see which one it was. Outside? Yeah, on Outside, he talks directly to his son. And it's not corny or reaching at all. I know sometimes when they do stuff like that on songs, it's like, okay, dude, get it over with. But nah, like. I was sitting there and I felt what he was talking about. Uh, he's really good at connecting, um, not only emotionally, but when he's telling the stories, he he tells it like he's telling it to a friend and he'll have um, laughs or jokes in it and it lands easily just like he's like we're cutting the shit, sh- like we're cutting up or shooting the shit. Um, really good at painting the pictures and songs like Cocaine, Bablo Boat. And amazing, um, amazing. He tells a story by, like, through him talking to a store owner, if that makes sense, about when he was young and he had a basketball. He used to always dribble around. And then at the end of that song, it was really cool. He he said, and I, w- I used to be that boy dribbling that basketball, and now I'm rich and I made it, basically. I'm paraphrasing. Um, saying that anyone can do it. And I really like that. Uh, the bars are good too. Royce never really I feel like he doesn't even stress about whether his bars are gonna be good or not anymore. They just are. He knows he's one of the best. I mean I follow him on Instagram and that's actually why I ended up listening to this because I was he's been posting a lot of lyrics and songs that inspired him and I liked a few of them. I liked them on Spotify and so I was thinking, man, it's been a minute since I've listened to Book of or I mean Royce in general. And I know I listened to Book of Ryan and the Allegory on Apple Music, so a lot of the songs that I liked off of them aren't on Spotify or aren't in my liked songs. Um, so, yeah, I went back and listened to this, and it was really good, better than I remembered. Um, um, my Parallel is the skit that introduces the theme of the album. So if you're kind of iffy about whether you're going to like this or not, listen to that first because 
Or wait, is it my parallel? No, 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 it's not, it's not. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Who are you? It's really deep from the beginning. Um, I'm not going to spoil it too much, but he said he's talking about a dream with his father. And basically his dad said, you can ask me anything, but you can't blink. And then he's asking him all these questions. And then, yeah, go listen to that. Um, that, that was, who are you? The skit. Man, this 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 album talks about a lot of tough stuff. Um, one of the ending songs, "Strong Friend," which wasn't, you know, wasn't super flashy or anything. He's being real and honest about suicide and you know the friend that you don't check up on because you think they're fine, but at the end he's saying the names of people who killed themselves or took their own lives, and he said Capital Steez's name and. I'm not going to lie, I got goosebumps, and my throat choked up a little. Like, that meant a lot to me. And if you don't know who Capital Steez is, um, basically he was one of, he was, he's heavily associated with Joey Badass. They were good friends, and pro-era, he was one of the poster people for pro-era. And he took his own life in, I want to say 2012. Now, if you haven't listened to Capital Steez, man... Oh my goodness. I think it's 327 or maybe it's 314. Oh fuck. Damn, damn, damn. I feel like an asshole right now. It's just not on Spotify, so I can't listen to it as much as I want to. Oh, is it 135? Yeah, 135, man. It's a song about this girl and how perfect she is, and he just paints this vivid picture, uh, and how she draws her, how she writes, and how elegant she is, you know, everything that, everything people complain about, that guys talk about women in rap music, you know, she got a fat ass, and she's a bitch, and I'm a fucker, and all that, is none of that, this is like a love song, it's so, it's so beautiful, and it, it just really makes me sad that he left so soon, but that's part of it sometimes. And um, and I went off on that long ass tangent just to say that uh, Royce is really cares, and he's talking about real shit. And yeah, rest in peace, Capital Steez. Uh, that really meant a lot to me. Some standout lyrics on this: uh, Godspeed had oh 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 a lot of these songs have really nice piano in them uh that's just a common thing i've found with the instrumentals but okay godspeed was really nice he had nice bars on that one he started off with uh this is just how i zone when i porter spaz i was born at a quarter past i was the color purple mama popped to me home in a crown royal bag and then kept going and then he said uh, all I know is this flow and this pencil. The Lord is my shepherd and the devil's my Doberman pincher. The industry said I had to be an alcoholic who be having threesomes, be doing acid and having seizures. Wish I could go back to my old school and slap the teachers. All I had to do was blow up. Oh, fuck. Here, I'm going to go back because this, this is the good bar. Wish I could go back to my old school and slap the teachers. All I had to do to blow up was an album pack with features. <laughs> and then he keeps going uh, just all the way through. And 
uh, it's, it's on those songs where I'm like, yeah, Royce is a goat. He doesn't even need to think about spitting at this point. Not to say that it doesn't take effort, because of course it does. But I mean, he's a master of the craft. Um, Dumb has a really is good. I like how they use the instrumental in their verses. Uh, Boogie comes through with a nice feature. Cocaine. Cocaine was about his father and his addiction with cocaine. And the first half is all the bad shit and setting it up for, well, damn, this is never going to get better. But then the second half of the song, it, it changes and it's, my dad loved me more than cocaine. He gave up cocaine and it, it's just really nice to have a song like that. It, it has a happy ending. And he said, um, the the chorus is just him repeating, re, repeating? repeating cocaine. And he said, I'm proud to say I'm an addict that inherits your pain, talking about his dad. And that's that line um, I thought was really deep. <sighs> On Life is Fair, he paints, he paints the picture of his childhood so nicely. And uh, it's a song about karma, but uh, it started summertime were the funnest times. Mama used to have to say, come in like a hundred times. Flat booty, big titty bitches just on they grind. My moody just to say, used to say they was built just like the number nine. Ha, I wish I could child, wish I could be childish for old times. Either y'all were trans or Z or y'all were Voltron. Stole bikes with Ike until the time he stole mine. Mom told me, told mom, she told me what comes round goes round. Man, I suck at reading these lyrics out. That's why I haven't been doing it the past couple weeks, but that's the only way I can really, like, kind of show you what it sounds like but once you hear it come from him it, it's so much better Boblo Boat is another standout song with J. Cole on it uh, they both are just great at painting pictures J. Cole's a good storyteller we've been uh, been knowing that since what was the song where he talked about fucking that bitch in the math class long hair brown skin with the fat ass teacher used to get mad have mad jokes Oh, wait. Mad, mad joke. She used to get mad, so we passed notes. Started off so innocent. Um, What's the song? What's the song? What's the song? I ain't never did this before, no. I ain't never... Bro, come on. It's gonna kill me. It's gonna kill me. It's gonna kill me. Um, I ain't... Wet Dreams, J. Cole. Okay, thank you. Man, that's how you know I need to listen to Forest Hills Drive once again. Um, but yeah, that song was good. Where's, where's Summer on Lock was a nice group track. Everybody went off on that. I wish Pusha T had a verse though. He was only on the chorus. That's, I feel like that's such a waste. On Power, that's another song where he talks about or another good storytelling song. He talks about his brother coming home drunk and then his dad and his brother getting into a fight. And he sings on that one, like actually singing, not rapping. And it's kind of nice. And at the end, Roy says, despite all of the bullshit and all of the drunkenness and everything, that he's thankful for his dad staying 
And I'm not going to say why, because that spoils what he's saying. He's talking to his son, but... Yes. Uh, Book of Ryan is a great album. I would compare it to... I would compare it to Good Kid, Mad City in its um, storytelling ability. It's definitely worth listening to, especially if you haven't listened to Royce to Five Nine before. He is um, he's a Detroit staple. I mean, he was one of Eminem's best friends, and they did Bad Meets Evil together, which is fucking great. If you haven't heard that, or is it Bad? No, nah, it's Bad Meets Evil, not Bad versus Evil. That'd be dumb. Um. Yeah, that's the music for this week, and I'm at the end of my I'm at the end of my list. Well, uh, let's see how far. Fifty-two minutes. That's not bad. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I hope you guys are enjoying life in general. How are you? Uh, I know not enough people are asking that nowadays, but with all these random nice interactions that have been happening around me, like the homeless guy and the guy who complimented my hat. I mean, and both of those situations, I thought something bad was about to happen. I, I thought that dude was, the homeless dude was just going to bug me. And I thought that dude was about to start some shit, whether it was, had something to do with that truck or not. And by the way, I don't know if I said this, I went back when I was, when we were walking to my car, nothing was on the truck. It was like a reflection of the curve that was making the line, if that makes sense. Or not the curb, but like the concrete. But nah, the truck was fine. But no, in both of those situations, I thought some shit was about to start. Or something negative. But in both of them, they enriched my day. And also with the dude I told, that told me and William Shrooms about... Sh- bro, holy fuck, how did I just do that? The guy that told me and William stories about shrooms and weed and stuff. I thought he was going to be a pain in the ass, a crabby old man. But he was pretty nice. And I liked him. And he made my day. And he made the job easier. Even though we had to stay longer because he wanted to talk. I didn't really mind because he was entertaining us. And relating. And it didn't feel like we were talking to... I mean, it did feel like we were talking to an old dude. Because he was droning on a little bit. And he didn't... You know how they... You know how they act when you're trying to leave and they just want to keep talking. So it did feel like it in that way, but... Anyway, my whole point is, I feel like I should stop judging people so harshly. Just off-rip. But once that happens, it's only so long before someone ruins that, isn't it? It's only so long before someone comes across and treats me the wrong way and I go right back into, Oh, fuck you. Fuck everybody else. Also, I feel like I didn't cuss that much this episode. Mom said something like, wow, at this point, I guess I'm on episode 16. It's probably like 11 weeks ago or something, but she said something about uh, it's not professional to cuss or whatever. So I've been trying to cuss a little bit less on these, but I'm not going to stop cussing entirely because that's not me. And that wouldn't be truthful. And sometimes cussing is funnier. But yeah. I hope you enjoyed this week in review, and I'll see you next Saturday. Yeah, this is going up on Saturday on time. Let's go. All right. Y'all have a good week. Bye. One last reminder. Uh, putting this in at the end. Um, the email, one more time, if you want to send me something.
Oh, wait. It's weekinreviewpodcast at gmail.com. If you don't know how that's spelled, look at the title of the podcast. I'm not spelling it again. All right. Have a good week. Send me emails.